Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because I have a special guest with me today, and we are going to be talking about waiting on God for your spouse and how sometimes that involves saying no to the good and waiting on his best. You see, Satan will often come to us with good things in order to keep us in the best. We have to be discerning to know the difference. My friend Julie had been in two serious relationships, but she realized that while they were both good guys, they were not the ones for her. I am looking forward to talking with Julie about her journey from Miss to Mrs. because I believe it is an important topic and that many of the things she will share are relatable to many of you. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Julie. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It's so um, so great to have you here. Yes, thanks for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate the time you're taking for this. <laughs> yes, I am excited um, about this topic. I think it's going to be very relevant. Um, so for those of you who don't know Julie, um, Julie and I go back a long ways. Um, I don't even remember. Um, nope. <laughs> it's, been, it's been so long, but we, yes. um, we met at her time during college. Um, we didn't really click, you know, we didn't really hang out. We just knew each other. We attend the same church. And, um, as kind of things happen, you tend to make friends later as they're leaving college and you regret that you did not make friends with them sooner. <laughs> so you kind of missed out on that great opportunity, but we um, kept in touch and we've always you know, visited back and forth. We have a lot of the same interests. We enjoy going to plays. So she'll come down and visit me and we'll go some fun places, but so, you know, Julie and I go back, you know, we've known each other a long time, but um, so for those of you who don't know, just maybe kind of introduce yourself a little bit, Julie, and share just maybe some of your favorite things. Okay. Um, yeah, I've kind of developed some fun hobbies. Um, I was a teacher for a while, for several years. I did upper elementary, and then um, my latest uh, teaching venture was preschool last year, and I really loved it, um, but I enjoy artsy things. I've been doing some calligraphy Um also some resin jewelry, which is really a lot of fun, fun hobby, um, things to keep myself busy and um, continue serving the Lord. And then, of course, I was working with the kids in my church and, um, you know, mainly in the church ministry there and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always one of those hard questions when people say, uh, talk about yourself. I'm like, I never know what to say. So it's. <laughs> nope, nope. Neither. <laughs> It's always they just pretend, you know. <laughs> no, I hate asking that question, but people are curious, you know, yeah. to, to ask. But um, I think so. <laughs> it's just one of those things you got to do as part of what standard package on yep. podcast interviews. Um, but yep. I think today's oh, yeah. episode, you know, if you're single, obviously this is going to be very relevant to you. But if mm -hmm. you are not single, please do not, you know, you don't want to say hang up the phone because it's not a phone. Um, don't just tune us out because I think, you know, what we're going to share here hopefully can be a blessing to a single person that you know, that, you know, you maybe been struggling. How can I encourage them? Because sometimes as a married person, it's not as, it, it's hard because you're not there anymore. You're not in that same box with them. So mm -hmm. hopefully yes. we can share some things that you can relay to your friend and be a blessing and be encouragement. Um, um, we'll talk about later in the show about some things that you can do as a married person to be an encouragement to those who are um, single. But I think I really want to start with college, uh, your college years, because I think this is you want to be very nice when you say it, but as far as single girls, 
Yes. That's what we think of as our biggest opportunity. It's like the biggest pool. You're thinking in your mind, I've got four years. Surely <laughs> going to college, there's bound to be, one, I only need one guy, just one. Yep. And exactly. surely out of all of these people, there's got to be just one. And you think, okay, I'm going to get there and I mean, I'm going to get an L ed major or I'm going to get a music or a secretarial, but you know, I'm really mm -hmm. going for my MRS degree. <laughs> um, you know, and that's true. For those of you who don't know, that's married, yes. a married degree. I, I didn't hear that until the first time I was in the college area. And I was like, Oh, that's a new, de Oh, you're, no, that's actually, okay. You mean a marriage degree. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It took me a while to catch that. I was a little slow. Um, <laughs> but I think cause you know, Julie, <laughs> your story is similar to a lot of girls today that they are now graduating college at 22, 23, and they did not have a relationship or they may have had one. It did not work out. And so it's, a, it's kind of a, a almost a, a, a grief to say, what do I do now? You're at a loss. Like where else can I find somebody? Cause I think that's the mentality that a lot of uh, girls have when they don't, graduate with their mm -hmm. MRS degree. Yes. So I think that's kind of for you, just kind of walk us through your college expectations and kind of even your attitude of going to college. What was it that was maybe your, your ideas of what would happen there? Yeah. Um, I know my parents, uh, obviously being, um, God honoring parents and, uh, you know, they wanted to serve the Lord. They also wanted me to find someone who was godly and, you know, a good guy and that sort of thing. So I know that was a big consideration, uh, for them, especially in the college they wanted to send me to. Uh, it was my dad's wishes that I go to ambassador Baptist college. Um, and my attitude was kind of stinky. <laughs> I didn't really want to go uh, just, it, it just in my heart, it just wasn't there, but I knew I should obey my parents. I knew that that was God, God's will for me specifically. And so I obeyed them. And just in that step of obedience, um, I would encourage you girls, you know, as you, those who are younger, um, that just obey your parents. <laughs> um, it's so important because God can use that to ultimately direct your life and you never know how that will affect your life in the future. As long as they are, you know, they are godly, they are following the Lord, they do want what's best for you and, you know, just do it. Um, that will help you so much in your life, even after, you know, you're out of college and you're, you know, on to other things. Um, so just in that perspective, uh, I'm just so thankful that I obeyed. And um, my soul, obviously we don't want to admit this, <laughs> my, my sole goal was not to get married, but I really down, you know, deep inside, I wanted to. Um, so yes, I had some guys who I was interested in and none of them just seemed to work out. And as I was approaching graduation, I didn't want to be desperate. Um, I was talking to somebody, but just deep down inside, I knew that wasn't really why I was there at college. I knew that as I went through my years at college, I had to make myself focus on what was important. Why were the funds coming in for me to go to college? Why was I there? It was to get a degree, to honor the Lord, to grow in him ultimately. So I really had to keep that at the forefront of my brain <laughs> and it was hard, <laughs> but I'm really thankful that I did because then I knew I wouldn't waste those years. And I know I did not waste those years. I gained so many godly friends, girlfriends, who I still keep in contact with today. And they will be lifelong friends who will encourage me 
to do what God says. And so in that way, I'm so glad that I didn't let that take over my brain. <laughs> um, and just, I allowed the Lord to work um, as he should have worked type thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just think that you can't underplay that. It, it's just college is a big deal, you know, and that's where a lot of girls do think, but you know, because uh, Julie and I were talking, obviously, before the show, and, you know, we, we made that point that a lot of, a lot of girls are getting married later in life. It is mm -hmm. more of a common occurrence to graduate yes. from college without your MRS degree, without getting yes. married. So I think this is very relevant information. Um, now, I do want to point out that what we're talking about today, <laughs> Julie's story is in the summer edition of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine. So make sure that you do pick up your copy because that way you can, you can give it to a single friend because there, you know, Julie and I, we clicked in, in some ways because we have a sense of humor, <laughs> very similar, and we both like yes. to write and that comes out in our writing. So Julie, yes. you know, just had some fun with her story because she kind of summarized her, her four years of college, you know, <laughs> uh, freshman year, wonderful college experience, guys galore, no boyfriend. <laughs> Then you move like your junior year. It was great spiritual growth, harder classes, no boyfriend. <laughs> and then your senior year, student teaching in the spring, graduated, short relationship in the summer. No MRS degree, no prospects at 22. And I just love it. It's, it's humorous because that's how a lot of our mentality is. Um, and I think I do want to, you know, Julie, again, her story is great. She brings out a lot of good quotes, but here was a statement that she made. If God promises to bless those who want his will, why hasn't he given me my greatest desire, a husband? And I just, let's be honest with the single ladies that are listening right now. Let's, let's just be fully transparent. Raise your hand. You know, we can't see it, but raise your hand if that was you. Yes. You don't want to verbally say, yes, that's what I, I thought, but it, it, it has gone through many of our minds. We have this mentality mm -hmm. that I checked the boxes. Yes. I went to college. I, I surrendered my life to the Lord. I am willing to serve in ministry. I went for um, an elementary education or a, a music or missions major. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I get a husband? Lord, I'm, I'm doing the right things. But I think if we believe that and are motivated by that, we have a wrong mentality. Um, mm -hmm. We have a problem because our focus is not where it needs to be. Yes, most of us would like to get married. This is true. But um, we have to have our focus where it, where it needs to be. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we kind of make our way through, um, the rest of, of Julie's story. But I think I want to, um, dive into a little bit of the area where she was, um, you know, you had your kind of first big relationship. So I'm, I'd like for you to kind of just, cause you're at this point, you've already been out of, of college for several years. Yeah. Um, maybe just share if you're comfortable, how you met and then just kind of the, the progress that you made and kind of what happened there to, to where the point where you said no. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how long I'd been out of college, at least five or so years. I think that was what it was. Um, and there was a guy I'd talked to a little bit over the phone, texted, uh, that kind of thing. I had never met him in person, um, but he just randomly like appears back in my life because he got on the phone and he started texting me here just to say, hey, this is my new number. And I thought, well, hey, you know, he was, he was nice back then. We didn't really talk a whole lot, but why not? You know, I was, <laughs> I was teaching at the time. 
there weren't really any prospects in my church and um, you know, those who were looking out for me, trying to set me up kind of a thing, there wasn't really any opportunities. So I thought, okay, sure, why not? You know, so we started texting and talking and uh, doing some video chat and that sort of thing. And, and things kind of progressed. And then I met him in person and a uh, really nice guy, um, real godly from what I could tell. Uh, but as soon as I met him in person, there was just something there that wasn't there. <laughs> um, and something that I'd encourage you as you know, as you're looking for a prospective husband, often you can tell how the relationship's going to go by the very first time you meet them in person, or the first times, a couple times you interact with them, go on dates, that sort of thing, or even just at church wherever you meet them type thing. Um, you kind of already have an inkling of what's going to happen. At least that was my experience. I know it doesn't always happen for everyone, but we as girls <laughs> tend to be more intuitive. The Lord has given us that sort of thing, you know. And so in general, you, you can kind of tell in a way, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so, but of course, as we're desiring to be married and we're desiring to have someone and to feel wanted, to feel loved, um, you know, I, I wanted to continue. I wanted to see, you know, well, maybe God will work in this. Maybe, maybe I'm just not quite there yet, or something is missing because I'm just not sure, you know? So I continued, we were talking for a while and, uh, we were having a lot of fun. Um, and he was really great, like I said, but again, that, that missing component, it never happened. It never actually came. <laughs> um, I wanted to believe it and I continued on and on until I actually said yes and uh, we were engaged uh, for a little while. And I thought, well, he's a good enough guy. You know, this is probably what I'm gonna get. Um, but deep down inside, I knew he wasn't the one. I knew something wasn't right. And I continued to talk to him. But as I continued to talk to him, I got less and less excited about seeing him. I got less and less excited about the relationship. It was kind of just a mundane thing. And I, I knew that wasn't right. I knew that was not what it's supposed to be. Um, so thankfully, what happened too is that God worked in my heart and I lost peace. Uh, it was actually a physical unrest. I started to lose sleep. I, I couldn't rest physically. My heart would actually race and just those, those physical things that come with it. Now that's not everyone's experience, but for me personally, and I think a lot of us will admit if we're not at peace with something, we are not at rest. Uh, so that really got my attention. Plus other people who really cared about me, uh, especially my older brothers being the big brothers that they are. Um, I'm so thankful that they questioned things and they made me think, um, just surround yourself with really good people, uh, people who care about you, people who love you, um, who will tell you like it is, whether or not you want to hear it. Uh, so that, that really got my attention. And the ultimate thing was that I talked to my pastor. If you do have a pastor who's a good and godly man, you know, uh, chat with him. Not all the time, of course, but when you really feel like you need godly advice, don't be afraid to go to him and talk to him. Maybe go with someone, you know, uh, you know if you're not comfortable by yourself. And, and just, just get that advice because they've, they've had more experiences often than we have and they've been down the, that road or they know things that you might not know or have wisdom like that. Hi everyone, 
Unfortunately, we had a small glitch with Julie's recording and we were not able to re-record, but there is a little bit that's missing where she talks about meeting her second guy that she dated. So we will pick up in the middle of that when she talks about what it was like, the differences between the first guy that she dated and was engaged to, to the second one. So I just wanted to come in and fill a little gap. So hopefully you guys can still understand what was going on. We got along really well with our personalities. He was great. It was, we clicked a lot better than the previous guy. But then things started cropping up that were red flags, things that I wasn't quite sure about, things that didn't set in quite right. Um, and then ultimately, God used a standard in my life. Uh, he solidified that standard, which was godly music. And he used that as a wedge between us. That's when I really lost my peace. And that's when I realized, hmm. No, he's not the one either, because I wouldn't be struggling with myself physically, you know, uh, with not getting sleep and not being able to rest and that sort of thing. But also there were some other things that I know God was protecting me from, though I may not know specifics. Uh, someone in my family told me later that they were really thankful I did not marry that other guy. Um, she saw something that was very, made her very uneasy. And uh, I will say, though, to those who are married and those who are looking out for a single person, um, watch for those kind of characteristics, things that you're uneasy about, and tell them. <laughs> Be honest. Try to do it nicely, but just kind of say, hey, uh, there's something you might want to consider or know, and, and kind of nudge them in love, obviously. Um, but please tell them, because <laughs> while they're dating, <laughs> because it's it's so important. You never know how just one, a couple words or just a little phrase can really affect that person and could prevent them from doing something that can destroy the rest of their life. Um, so, so yeah, again, uh, it was a standard in my life about godly music. That's what, that's what God solidified in my life. And that's what ultimately drove us apart. And I am so thankful. I learned a lot. I know he learned a lot but it just wasn't what God had. Um, so, yeah. And I think, I, I know I want to unpack a couple of things because, you know, I, I walked, you know, that journey with you. So I remember things yes. that we would talk yes. about and, you know, for one, I, I don't know, um, you know, like you said, for this first guy, you, you were engaged. You had mm -hmm. made yes. that commitment. Yes. And, you know, you, I remember getting the news that the wedding was canceled and that was, it was about four to six weeks before the wedding. And mm -hmm. I remember, yep. I, you know, I know there are people out there and this is kind of where I, I do want to touch up base a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Be supportive. Mm -hmm. If your yes. friend has made that decision, be supportive. Yes. I think I it's important to ask them why. To say, yes. okay, did you just have cold feet or did you have a little, what, what was it? But yes. if they give you solid answers, solid biblical reasons, support them, tell them you're proud of them. Yes. Um, yep. Because it takes so much courage mm -hmm. to yeah. say no. Yes. It is, I mean, you're talking, especially this close, you're having to tell your bridesmaids not to come. Yes. You are having to return uh, a dress. You are having to return gifts. This yes. is a big deal. Do not undermine what they did because in our mind, we think, well, 
<laughs> you think they're going to get somebody better? Yes. Do you, would you, because you need to think about if you, if you tell them, well, you were getting married, at least you had a, you were going to have a husband. Yes, but is he a good one? Is he the best? Is he the right one? That's important. That is crucial to yes. have it. You do, you do not want to have your single friends married just to be married. That is right. a horrible mentality. So I think I remember I just kind of in my mind picturing it that I think that a lot of girls may have that unrest, may have that disturbance, like you said, and no, they're no longer excited. They're almost dreading to see their guy. And they're like, well, what am I going to do? And they're like, well, if I don't marry him, who am I going to get? And so this, it, picture it like you're on a train. That train is going to pick up more and more momentum the further down the track it goes. Mm -hmm. And things are going by really quickly. It's going by in a blur. The faster it goes, the more courage it takes to jump out. Yes. Most you definitely. will get a bruise. I, I understand yes. that. You will get a bruise, but bruises heal. They yes. always will. Yep. But if you remain on that train, there's a chance it could crash. Yep. This is what happens to people who are divorced. Yes. You're going to have a scar. That yep. scar will never go away. Mm -hmm. You cannot hide it. You cannot cover it up. It is there now. And Unfortunately, people are very harsh sometimes with people who are divorced. They're, they're mm -hmm. can be very cruel unknowingly. Mm -hmm. So jump that train. Yes. You will never regret jumping that train and having that bruise because it will heal. So I do want to tell people who are listening, support your friend. Mm -hmm. Be that person who is willing for one to speak out. If you do see something you're uncomfortable with, say it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. Julie said, please don't tell them after the wedding. That doesn't do them any good. Now it just increases their anxiety and their problems. And exactly. now they're going to have this, I wish I would have known. Now yes. they're almost in that position where they're stuck. So you can't, if you see something that really is disturbing, I'm not talking about whether there are, you know, I kind of picture someone taller for you or, you know, a little bit like this, that, that, that doesn't count. Don't, don't speak about that, please don't. Um, you know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is about, you know, if you see some flaws or even personality differences, you know, because sometimes as a parent or a yes. friend, you're like, can you really live with that? Are you really okay with that? So these are things that you talk about. And if they can give you solid answers, yes, I have confidence in it. Do that. Um, and a couple, I think one other thing I do want to mention is um, there is a difference when you approach a relationship from prayer. Because yes. I think sometimes we just, even as, I think, especially in colleges, you know, or those first relationships, you get caught up in the enamor of, he likes me. This is, you know, that's that Cinderella moment that we're all looking for, that he chose me out of all the girls he talked to me, you know, but, and we get wrapped up in kind of dating and the, the fun of it. And then we pray, then we begin to pray about this person mm -hmm. and say, well, is it really yeah. God's will? It's actually a little backwards. Yes. You will have more confidence moving forward if you bathe yes. it in prayer before you ever even start a relationship, like saying, Lord, I really like this person. I'm going to start praying for them. I think you will gain more confidence if you do it that way because, you know, even as Julie said, she got involved with the second guy and she really liked him, but then the problems came out a little later and, you know, and I'm not saying this would have happened, but prayer, maybe if you would have bathed it in prayer first, 
maybe sure. some of these things would have come out sooner because I know when we talked about it, it was hard in some ways because you did like him. You know, you like said that, that click was there and you enjoyed it, but yes. you were again making that decision to say, I, I, My principles matter, my standards matter. But mm -hmm. had we bathed it in prayer, mm -hmm. so I do want to encourage single people if you do like somebody, pray about it. You know, yes. people say, Well, that's, that's what everybody says. No, I'm I mean it because when you pray about it, it does give you an assurance to move forward, and you and you can actually, it's fascinating to watch God pull things together, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I've been praying for this. I would also add, pray specifically, mm -hmm. pray specifically for things that you're looking for. Like, Lord, I really want a godly guy who likes this kind of music, um, or I really want someone who is following the Lord. He's actually living what he's saying. He's following the Holy Spirit. He'd be willing to change something, not for me, but if God had asked him to, he would change it. Look for someone who is genuine in his walk with the Lord, but also the way he lives um, in his standards, in how he carries himself, uh, his maturity, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But definitely pray specifically, like, Lord, I'm really looking for this, or I really, uh, oh, this situation came up. Okay, uh, Lord, I really like him to react this way, or I'd like to, and it's not that you're trying to control him in any way, but when the Lord answers those specific prayers that you never talked to that person about beforehand, it just confirms in your mind, wow, God's really working on them and me. And it, it gives you more of a solid foundation to know whether or not he's the right one for you, honestly. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, um, that's a good point that I, I do have. I'll try to put some links in the show notes because there are several really good books. One that I really recommend is Lady in Waiting. I love a lot of what she says and she brings out a very you know kind of what julie was talking about a very interesting point she has because we have this idea of praying for a list and that's not a bad thing depending on what's in your list we are not talking about laura like him six foot five no you know, curly hair dark blue eyes you know has a great job and you know has a big house this is not yeah. what we're talking about you know um no. I think there are certain preferences that you can pray for. Mm -hmm. Lord, I would like him to enjoy this activity because I mm -hmm. like this activity. But what the lady in waiting um, author did, she gave 10 characteristics. And I think I had them on my website for a while, but she, she talked about character qualities. Mm -hmm. um, is he good with family? Mm -hmm. Is he good with children? Mm -hmm. Does he care for people? Is he helpful? Is he a pillar you can lean on? Yes. I liked these things. These were things that you're talking about. This is what should be on your list, that things that matter, that, you know, every, it should be on every girl's list. He must be a man of God. He must be a person who is sincere and who yes. cares about others because ultimately these character qualities will come back to you. Yes. Because if he doesn't care about family, he's not going to care about you. If no. he's not serving others, he won't serve you. If he's no. not thoughtful with anybody else, what makes you think you'll be different? Right. You know, now, of course, every spouse is going to go the extra mile for their spouse. They're not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to look for someone who's going like the extra mile, but I'm saying someone who is at least doesn't exemplify selfish behavior yes. because that will carry over into um, the marriage. And then now there is, um, and I have it on my website and I will try and find it and link to it, but I recommend this man's book, um, 101 questions to ask before getting engaged. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that book, and when you read that, he had some good points in the beginning. He talked about red flags. And he's like, if you see the red flags, you must be willing to walk away. And I mean, he talks about like, name, give me five words that you would describe your relationship with your dad. Or mm -hmm. um, where do you see yourself in five years? What is your deepest fear? I mean, he talks nitty gritty. We are beyond your favorite color. And, you know, where would you like to go on vacation? Ours. He goes <laughs> yeah. nitty gritty. And it's important yes. because you are marrying this person. Yes. You know, at least you are intending to in your mind. Yes. You need to know the answers to these things. And this is important. You are spending your life with them. And yes. if they are afraid or unwilling to answer these questions, that's a red flag in my mind. You know, now I will say, <laughs> do not ask these questions on your first date, please. <laughs> Those are not good questions to, to ask all of them. You know, the five, you yeah. know, words to describe your relationship with your dad. That's a, that's a good one. But some of these, yes. ones, you know, the man said before you get engaged. So, you know, make that progress. But there are certain things that you need to know as you get closer and closer. And you're going to, need to share more and find somebody for sure that is willing to open up to you. Yes. It's yes. willing to be vulnerable because, you know, that's important. They need to be transparent with you. Yes. Um, be, so. be purposeful in your yes. questions too. And there are, there are plenty of websites too. Now be careful, obviously what websites you go to, but godly ones that have really good questions to ask. Um, that's where I actually gained a lot of questions and, and don't be afraid to ask those questions. Cause like she said, you know, if they're afraid to answer them, maybe they'll take some time to answer them. That's fine. But if they're afraid to answer you that that's yeah. That's yeah, a big or they one. won't answer and they won't say, so well, that's, that's not for you to know. Y yes, yes, it is. At some point, it is for me to know. Again, right. <laughs> it's not right away in your first or no. second date. But I do no. think, um, uh, was it maybe Lady in Waiting? Because I've read several books. And, you know, one person, one of the authors made the point, take off the rose-colored glasses. You yes. really need to take them off. Because I know you can get enamored with this person. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, focus on what's important. And kind of look mm -hmm. at them. and don't disregard the advice of people take yes. it all in yes, yes, you yes. know and now some people are just they're not going to give you good advice or it may not be founded on anything substantial but you take it all in and sift through it and i think that's really um important in any relationship is to in fact as one one man did make a good point he said dating and marriage in in the sense of you know getting to the altar of the wedding it's a community event Mm -hmm. And I thought yes. I had never really thought about it. And he, he was right. And then the, the lady in waiting um, author, she made a good point. She said, as you're dating, do not burn down your bridges to your friends. No. Oh, and no, that no. was, I mean, <laughs> that stuck with me all these years because it was such yes. a good point. She was, her, yeah. her idea was if you break all these bridges down, who are you going to go to maybe when that relationship crumbles or you have questions, you will have nowhere to go. So again, exactly. it's a community event. When you're dating, it's meant to do not hang out by yourselves all the time. Go out on double dates, go on activities, go out with your, with other friends and have a good time. It's a, for one, it allows you to see how the other will react in a social environment. Are they comfortable? Do they participate? Are they a grump? Do they hide in the corner? Because if you're an extrovert and you marry an extreme introvert, <laughs> there could be some problems there just because, you know, you're different. Not that either of you are bad. That no, I lay on the table really quick. Neither one is bad. It's just you're not good for each other. Just like Julie, she said no to two guys, not because they were bad, but mm -hmm. they were not 
good or they were not the best for her. Yes. And I think exactly. that's really important. So that, that community event, socializing, hanging out, and definitely we encourage spend time with family. You will yes. learn an amazing amount of things when you hang yeah. out with someone's oh, family. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you are marrying their family too, not in the same way, but you are with their family for the rest of your life. You know, could you love them? just you know not in the same kind of love that you love your husband but could you love them you know <laughs> could yes you be and certain habits come yes. home yes. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so if you don't like some of those habits you might want to reconsider some things and i'm not saying you know like odd things but certain things like if you notice at home the mom or the dad bicker or they have selfish tendencies or they you know, there's just certain things that you notice that are not, you're like, mm, I'm not so sure about that. So I think that it's really important to spend time with family because that's where they've been raised at usually at a minimum, at least 18 years. They've been there. Yes. 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 And much as we don't like to admit it, we are our parents, daughter or son. <laughs> yes. So that, that does come out. And in fact, it's really funny to see the habits or the personality, you know, that the parents have. And you're like, Oh, that's where he got it. <laughs> or, you know, like when so. you, what is it? It says uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. I am my mother after all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's true. You know, you're like, Oh my goodness, that's what mom does. So you are your, the product of your upbringing to many respects, unless you choose to make that change. Um, you know, you are that way. So I think there mm -hmm. are just so many yeah. aspects that are, important and i definitely encourage you know reading some good books like i said um lady in waiting is really good so is a uh, quest for love and passion and purity both from elizabeth elliott those two books are phenomenal books um mm -hmm. definitely read into that i think they're very encouraging um and i don't recommend movies very often but mm. princess Cut <laughs> was a really good film um princess cut really talks about finding you know, your mate God's way where this girl's frustrated with her dating and she dates all these guys and they're all losers. And then she thought she found a really good guy, but he made her compromise on her standards. And so she was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, Lord. And she went to her parents, which was her first good decision. And then um, she kind of trusted her parents' wisdom and let go and just really started searching um, the scriptures and want to know more about, about God and her relationship and deepening it. And then, you know, this wonderful guy comes into her life in a very unique way. So I, I do recommend that film. It was done in that mentality of, you know, pursuing the right way. And I think it was a great uh, visual. So, but anyway, so we've kind of gotten all over the place. Um, <laughs> I would like to move on because the, the title of this is I said no twice. Uh, Cause when Julie submitted her, her um, story after I nagged her to death, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> because <laughs> I knew it was going to be so good. <laughs> I just knew it. Um, you know, she, she had, a, I don't even know what the title was. And so I sent back the proof of the layout for her. And she's like, um, so is that the title of my story? I said, yes, yes, it is. Um, I said, I, I forgot what you have, but I didn't really want it. I really wanted this. <laughs> because I think there was just an importance that, that so yes. many girls are afraid. We were almost afraid to say no, because we right. think, well, who else is going to come? And, yes. you yep. know, you yeah. were at that point, I, what was it? You were 26, I think, um, ish. Yeah. Yeah. 26 ish, 27. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's I was a big engaged. deal. And, you know, you're yeah. thinking, mm -hmm. okay, yep. you know, I'm, 
and, and you know, people have said it, it's easier sometimes to trust the Lord. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on God for my spouse. I'm 18 years old. And yeah, 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 I'm, uh, I'm still waiting on the Lord. I'm 22. Um, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm 25. And by the time you reach, you know, 26, 27, 28, you're kind of like, Lord, have you forgotten where I live? Exactly. No. <laughs> no, he hasn't. And, and I know that. So at that point, usually that's where girls are very uh, vulnerable to saying yes to somebody. They think, well, yes. he meets the basics. He goes to church. He seems to be a decent guy. We, we can agree on certain things, but is he the right one? And I think that is what I loved about your story. We really honed in on that. So I think what I would like to do is after you said no that second time, what in your life really changed? What was the, the, the flip in your mentality that, you know, you felt a difference that, you know, that maybe your focus was not so much on marriage, but on something else? What, what kind of changed for you? Uh, I would say some of the biggest things were uh, where I stood on certain standards. Was I willing to give up someone if they, and I'm not saying that, um, don't make your standards the end all. <laughs> I will just put that there. Make sure that they are scriptural and that these are things that God has worked on your heart for a very long time. Um, the, they were, there were things that I knew I wouldn't be able to live with um, because of what God had done in my heart personally. Um, and so I was faced with, okay, was I willing to give up those good guys uh, because I didn't have the peace, uh, the standards, you know, it just would have been too big of a wedge for us to be able to get along in a marriage relationship. And um, I also learned that I need to put God first. I know that that gets drilled into our heads and I know that that's preached a lot, but until you actually surrender, until you actually mean it, nothing else really matters. Uh, it's it's, it's so important to make sure that you're reading your Bible, you're getting things from it. You're making sure that your loyalty is to the Lord. Because honestly, what I was doing, especially before and after a relationship, especially after, I was trying to fill my life with other things. I was filling it with entertainment. I was um, just, especially, you know, I was trying to, to be entertained by things, by stories, um, by movies, by whatever I could find that I was interested in. Uh, that's just my tendency. But I found that as I was doing that, I started to become more and more depressed. I, I almost, I wasn't necessarily suicidal, but I was getting there. I was well on that road um, because I had tried to fill that void with something that was not what God intended it to be filled with. It was supposed to be God. Uh, and so I'm so thankful that my mom, you know, helped me out with that. The biggest thing that she said to me that I remember is that, you know, don't focus on yourself. Start reaching out to other people, you know, as much as you possibly can. Start making friends. Do something that involves other people. And that really helped me turn around. I started to talk to other girls who are my age, or even if there aren't any, isn't anyone in your church that is your age, reach out to other people that you can be friendly with and can get to know and just start serving other people. 
that really brought me out of the, the deepness of the depression. And it really helped me to focus on what we're supposed to be focusing on anyway, witnessing we're supposed to be focusing on serving others. And it, it really brings you out of your funk, <laughs> out of your depths of depression. And it, it kind of, it, it helps you to know that other people are going through things <laughs> and really broadens your horizons, honestly. So that was another one of the biggest lessons there. And when I finally got to the point, we, we tell ourselves, okay, yeah, I'll be single for the rest of my life. And you know, that's okay. All right, Lord, I, I'm ready. I'll be single. But until it actually sinks in, until we actually experience these things and we walk with God to the point where we can say, you know what, it's okay. I don't need anyone else. I'll cry about it. <laughs> I may not always be happy about it, but I, I know that you are the most important thing, Lord. And when that actually hits home <laughs> and we're not trying to deceive ourselves, that's when, that's when God brought, you know, the one for me, but that's when, um, you know, God can really work with you and can really use you, um, type thing. So unfortunately you do have to do it yourself. You can't have other people tell you that there's this magic formula. There are these boxes to check that you, you know, have to be or act a certain way or be spiritual enough no you have to walk through that road and when you do i know i'm not the only one there are plenty of other people and other girls i've heard when they found that place in their life where they could say that honestly and truly that's when god opened doors and i'm not saying that that's when you'll get married but that's when god can really use you and often that is when god brings someone for you so i think yeah. it's a good point um I think it's hard in some ways, maybe because the churches, you want to be very careful in how you say it, but you know, as a single person and you know, I have had a lot of single friends that got married later. There's almost a, a mentality taught that, uh, well, you know, if you're not married, you're not complete. Now I have heard mm -hmm. that stated before and you, you want to be very careful because what you're saying is that singleness is not good. That it's only it it you know you you need to be um, uh, married and you know and and you know yes motherhood is a wonderful thing you know you'll talk about that but I I do believe that when we make statements like motherhood is the greatest calling mm -hmm. I understand the mentality I do and I agree that it is a great it is a great calling but you diminish the others. What about those who don't have children or those who are not married? What does it make them feel that what I'm doing isn't great? You know, we are called to live a life of service in the place we are in whatever season we are and wherever we serve. Yes. We are doing right. Yes. We are doing something yes. worthwhile because the work of the Lord is not in vain. Yes, exactly. It, 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 anything yeah. we do, whether it's a cup of water. And I like the mentality you had, because I think sometimes as singles, we get this idea that, well, I want to get married. I want to get married, but we forget about people. <laughs> we forget mm -hmm. about living. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. Uh, yes. you do realize that you're not invisible to the world. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, you actually exist. You're not this little ghost that's kind of walking mm -hmm. around the church. And then magically, when you get married, you're ta-da, you're seen. <laughs> that, that's not really how it works. No. Nope. And I mm -hmm. think, 
you miss out on so many rich friendships that are developed. You know, like mm -hmm. Julie and I knew each other when we were single. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and of course now she's married, so she doesn't talk to me very much anymore. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the point was that this rich friendship came during our own sorrows, mm -hmm. our own yes. griefs that we came together. We shared the burdens, we shared the similar um, concerns and doubts and fears and struggles. And there was strength in that. Yes. And I think, you know, if left to yourself, you're going to become consumed with pity. Yes. That is what's going to happen. Exactly. It's just oh, yeah. going to happen. And when you yes. all of a sudden set that aside and look around and say, well, uh, that actually looks like a very nice person. And how about that one? And you start talking and you invest yourself and you care about others. Mm -hmm. You get put on the back burner and you forget to think about yourself. You, you miss your, your pity party meetings and all of that. You're going to miss it all because you're focused on other people. Just because you're single does not mean you can't have a good time. In fact, it means you can have a better time because, Hey, I'm single. Yes, yes. Do you want to go bowling at five? Absolutely. Exactly. I have absolutely yes. nothing on my calendar. Nothing. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can serve, you can do things and um, Be spontaneous. Yes. yes Be yeah. spontaneous. You, you want to come down and visit me like julie would be like so uh, i'm thinking about coming to this play that happens to be in your town uh, i'll be there i'm like oh okay <laughs> I remember those. it was just a nice little spontaneous thing that would take place and it was always wonderful yes. so you yes. have that liberty uh when yes. you are single so you know <clears throat> cherish that time use mm -hmm. that time yes to to develop yourself to know god better to deepen that relationship mm -hmm. and know what you are looking for like yes. you said you know i i think as you dated these two guys you mm -hmm. began to hone in more and more on what you wanted so that by the time the lord brought charles into your life you really knew what you wanted you had this mm -hmm. this idea and i do want to encourage girl because i know i have heard it <laughs> well you know good uh -huh. guys are hard to find they're just getting fewer and fewer and and it i you know, it is true in many respects. They're, they, they're not as abundant as they used to be. I will agree with that. Yes. But I had a dear friend that posted something on Facebook years ago when she was single. And she was at that point, I think around 30-ish. So mm -hmm. she was, you know, she never had a boyfriend. Yeah. And, and she made a great statement that stuck with me. And, and she said, in the time of the judges, when every man did that which was right in his own eyes, God had prepared a Boaz for Ruth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let that sink in because we tend to think that our time is the worst time. It's not great. I will admit that. But mm -hmm. in the time of the judges, you read that they did that which was right in their own eyes. They were going here and there and worshiping pagan gods. God was putting them into captivity. It was a mess, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. But out of this whole shebang, there's this guy. And, you know, let's put ourselves, let's put our little imagination caps on. In the time of the Bible, to be eligible to be married, you just needed to be established. You know, you needed to have, you know, enough. So, you know, you had a job and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you have a horse, you have a job, you have money in the bank. That makes you eligible. Mm -hmm. um, Boaz had all of that. In fact, he was, he had multiple bags in the bank. He had multiple plots of land and he had probably a lot of livestock. He was a well-to-do man mm -hmm. yes. and he wasn't married. 
And as much as we would like to envision him 25, he was probably closer to 40, which mm -hmm. is extremely rare not to be married at that age, to yes. at least have been married once and maybe lost a wife or something, but you know, mm -hmm. he'd never been married yeah, because God was preserving him an yes. eligible bachelor for one woman that was getting ready to come mm -hmm. that had already been married and had a, had a lot of baggage and he didn't care. And that's, you know, and, and of course, everybody knows Ruth had to come up in here somewhere. So this learning to sit still, yes, it's going to come in here. But I mean, you think <laughs> about her story. Here is this woman. She has forever in there. She's called Ruth the Moabitess. Everybody, mm -hmm. Moabite woman, that Moabite woman. Yes. And Boaz, who was his mother? Rahab. Mm -hmm. He was prepared for a Gentile bride. It did not faze him that mm -hmm. he was going to marry someone who was not of the Jewish race because he was half Gentile. So you mm -hmm. watch God, God prepared a beautiful, we love the story of Ruth and Boaz because it's so romantic, but if you really pull it apart, mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. brought everything together in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And he can still do that today. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, mm -hmm. um, Yes. So, because I get sidetracked, I, I love story of Ruth, so I could go on and on. But um, so now we're going to get to what everybody wants to hear is the part of how you met Charles. You know, this is what everybody lives for is because, you know, especially single girls, we don't have anything to talk about. So we love hearing the details of, of other girls. <laughs> the details of other girls. Yeah, that's true. I was the same way as a single person. You know, I waited uh, about 11 years out of high school before I met Charles. I was 29 when I got married and just recently, just last year. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of knew he was the one almost from the very beginning. <laughs> um, because I had had those experiences beforehand, I knew the questions to ask right away. I also knew myself at that point too. I knew where my peace line was basically. Um, I knew how I had felt before when I had no peace and what I was like when I was single and I had peace type thing. No peace is not everything. I will not, you know, make that the end all. However, God does use that um, very specifically in your life. Um, so don't ignore it. Um, but basically, uh, we, well, <laughs> the funny part was uh, getting online was something I said I would never do. Now, not internet surfing, but internet dating. I said, nope, I am never doing that. There are some really crazy weirdo people out there, and I didn't want this you know, story to be, you know, something that was a really bad date or a really bad relationship. Well, never say never. <laughs> God often, <laughs> he has quite the sense of humor, um, quite the irony. <laughs> he often leads you to do something that you never say you would never do. So anyway, through some encouragement, through some family members, I did it. And um, I already knew what I was looking for. So my profile was short, sweet, and to the point, And I knew that the right guy would see it. And I also had thought very specifically beforehand, I said, Lord, I really would like someone who has good music standards. Now, that was something I personally had battled with in a previous relationship. So I knew right away that was something to look for. It is kind of important. I know it sounds kind of silly to start off with music standards, but music speaks to the soul and music is often very close to someone's heart. So something to pay attention to, definitely. No, it's not the end all, but definitely pay attention to those habits. Anyway, the funny part was, as soon as I got on, about a day and a half later, um, Charles gives me a smile, and I read his profile, and I basically cried. I broke down in tears because 
it was exactly who I'd been praying for. Uh, he just the way he described things and the music and just all of the things that he put in his profile. I just broke down and cried. I was so excited. I was, <laughs> I was a mess. I was honestly a mess. And uh, so, of course, I knew that wasn't everything. I had to start talking to this guy. Um, so <laughs> once we started texting, um, as we got into conversation, uh, we started talking about important things almost right away, just because I had come from relationships where we hadn't and ended up getting my feelings hurt or, you know, my heart broken, basically. So I had done that right away. That's not always a good thing to do, but in my case it was and so then when we met in person and we saw each other that's when it really kind of sunk in I, we both knew hmm, this is pretty special there's something different about this relationship there's something different about each other that we hadn't met before in anyone or or seen in anyone else um so yeah so we continue talking mostly on video chat which is kind of funny i do not recommend it but <laughs> if you are especially long distance there is the beautiful world of video chatting <laughs> and i'm very thankful that we do have it because you can see some of their mannerisms you can see the way they interact with others and if you don't have them in person i would recommend that um, but I, I knew right away he was genuine i knew right away that it was exactly what I had been specifically praying for. Um, as we talked about things, um, topics would come up, uh, and I saw his heart. I saw that he was willing to follow the Holy Spirit. He wasn't stuck on something so hard that he wouldn't change, and he wouldn't be guided by God. Uh, that is a very, very, very important thing to look for when you are looking for someone to marry. Will they be willing to change for the Lord? Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that was something that really stuck out to me. That was something I knew I'd looked for ahead of time. And we kind of knew right away <laughs> because of those things, a combination of those things. We, we kind of knew with our personalities and everything else, um, especially as we got together, we just kind of knew we were meant for each other. And I know a lot of people say that, oh, you just know. But a friend of mine uh, put it to me this way. She said, you'll know who the right one is just as you would know the job that God wants you to have or the college if God wants you to attend college, which college you're supposed to go to or which church you need to attend or just those, those little things in life that you know are God's will or big things, obviously, where you have that peace and you've had those, the godly counsel about it just as you know those things, you will know who the right one is for your life. Because the Holy Spirit, that's the way he works. Um, he, will, he will literally speak to you sometimes, or even just inside, you just, you just know. Um, so that really helped me out a lot. And uh, we dated for a short amount of time, actually. <laughs> um, it was from, let's see, the end of February uh, till about April. And then on my birthday, he proposed, which was very sweet. He proposed over video chat. So we will never forget that <laughs> through the pandemic and everything. Um, and then, uh, I got to visit, uh, his house and he had a camper so we could stay in, you know, once we got married and that sort of thing, just things just kind of fell into place. Another thing to look for specific things that just are falling into place, confirming that you guys are meant to, to be together. Um, and yeah, so then we set the date for the end of July, and that was last year already. <laughs> That's kind of nuts <laughs> coming up on our first anniversary uh, already. But 
but it's, I am so thankful that I waited. I'm so thankful that God taught me to put him first before I married because a husband is not the end all. Um, a husband, no matter how wonderful he is, is not going to completely fulfill you because God made that void in your heart and only God can fill it. Uh, so if you don't learn to put him first before you're married, it, it, it kind of gums up the works. You're going to look to an imperfect person to do that and you're going to be very sorely disappointed because no matter how much you love them <laughs> or how godly they are, they're, they're sinners just like us. And um, so just just definitely definitely learn to put God first and honestly in your heart do that um, so that you can continue to rely on him and lean on him as you go through. So yep, so we were married last year and I can't believe it's been a year already and it's been wonderful. And um, it's funny, the things that I find out now as we continue to, you know, just enjoy each other's company and I realize, oh yeah, God made that for me and I'm specifically for him in this way and that way and it's, it's pretty great. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's so I do want to emphasize um so Julie is a COVID bride uh, so that <laughs> that made it a little different so you're thinking why didn't he come down and, and you know propose to her because the uh, restrictions were a little uh rough so we'll cut Charles a little bit of slack in his defense if you purchase the magazine you can see him get down on one knee he recreates yes. the moment but <laughs> But you know, yeah. a lot of us had to be very creative during COVID, so we, we <laughs> forgive Charles for that. Um, but it was beautiful, uh, Rose, I remember when she sent me the text, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, there it is, you know, so we all got excited for her. Um, and I will say, so again, a lot of girls are getting married um, older. Mm. And so you got people that say, wow, you're getting married. You've only been dating six months and you're already getting married because at mm. that age you have learned some things. You are more mature at this point. Um, you yes. know what you're looking for. You know, God has, um, revealed things to you. You, you figured out, you know, certain personalities and certain and you, you, you have established your own set of standards. So you know exactly what you're looking for. So I don't think it's like an 18, 19 year old where you're still developing yes. yourself. And you kind yes. of develop together. Um, when you meet later, you are more established. I think that's why, because I mean, Julie and I were laughing about it earlier before <laughs> the show. I'm like, we know so many couples who are getting married within a six month time span. Um, and yes. I can name about four or five that did it this past, in the past two years, about five mm -hmm. of them. Um, yep. And they're all doing great because they, they knew what they were looking for and they yes. were um, established. So, um, but I think, you know, it's just a beautiful story. And again, you know, Julie and I were talking before the show. Don't think again, because this is going to be your wrong mentality. Well, I'm going to surrender mm -hmm. it to the Lord and then he'll bring. No, it, we're not giving no. you, <laughs> not giving you a list of things to do and not yeah. to do in order to get a husband. Because there, we were talking about a book that we read in college called, and he loved her. It's a good book. So don't tell the author that I'm back, you know, backlashing her or whatever. Or saying <laughs> um, she had a lot of good points to say, but what she did point out was, well, you know, um, girls who read this book and followed the principles were married within a year. <laughs> I can't promise we, Julie and I are no. not presenting a love potion or a, no. this is the list. <laughs> this is the roadmap to find your guy, you know, yeah. um, because, and one person made a good point. They said, sometimes you're ready, but he's not, you know, yes. he still exactly. has to be prepared, you know? So there are exactly. two people that have to come yes. together at the right time. And you are each mm -hmm. learning at a different level. 
Yes. And you don't know how God's going to bring and win. So I think that's an important thing to remember as well. Yes. Yeah. We knew we discussed it later. We both were like, yeah, a couple of years ago, we would not have been ready for each other. We were just not in the right place spiritually, physically, you know, mentally, maturity wise, all that kind of stuff. It's just that God works on everyone differently and he knows what's best, which is very hard to trust, obviously, <laughs> but he really does know what he's doing. And we do really need to trust him that, that he will work on, you know, both of us at the same time. We have to kind of get out of our selfish mentality oh it's just me well no it's not just you <laughs> it's also the uh the guy you're you know going to marry hopefully in the future type thing so yeah definitely mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would say definitely and and these kind of traits like serving and caring um fyi they do not magically appear on your wedding night <laughs> i no. think we have this mentality <laughs> that well i will be kind i will be patient i will be loving when I get married, no, no, these things must be exercised now, just like you want to see a, a man who serves now, who's kind now, who's thoughtful mm -hmm. now, yes. you must be this. And I think that's a good point too, that someone made was be the kind of person you're looking for. If you want someone who's kind, yes. be kind. If you want someone who serves, serves. You know, um, yes. you must be pursuing the Lord and must have good character traits because what was it one person said that um, you will draw the customers that you advertise. Mm -hmm. And that was a very good point. You know, if you're yes. yeah. um, flippant, if you are worldly, if you are this or that, that's what you are going to draw. If you are kind, yes. if you are Christ-like, if you are pursuing a relationship, that's what you're going to draw. So I think mm -hmm. it's very important to keep that in your mindset. And I know it's hard and you've got the world that, yes. you know, hits uh, you all the time. You've got peer pressure. You have all of these things that you feel like I have to do this or that, but ultimately mm -hmm. it comes down to, you know, yes, we are to change in the image of God. But it is God who tells us yes. from his word what needs to go, and what needs to stay. Because I've, I've talked to ladies and I'm like, some people are a bit more talkative. Some people mm -hmm. are a little bit more excitable like me. You know, some <laughs> people are just a bit more interesting in personality. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that, you know, everything that you do must be guided by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, and he guides and he tempers the things that need to go. But there are certain, we're not all the same. We're all going to have no. a little more different personalities. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind, but to surround yourself with good people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yes. how you keep encouraged, you know, you yes. know, feed on the word of God, hang out with, with godly friends and, and make them your companions. And, and don't be afraid, I think, to open up. Be, be willing yes. to be transparent. Be I think that is, is mm -hmm. very key, you know, because if we are not open with others, we'll never receive the help that we need. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, Being honest with yourself and honest with other people. That's probably the hardest thing to do, honestly, uh, using the word there, but <laughs> it really is. Yeah. That's, that's the way that relationships develop. And if you can do that with friends, then that will be easy to carry over to a, a godly relationship, you know. So. And I think kind of on that friendship level too, don't be afraid to have guy friends. I think sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. growing up, like me, I grew up in, in church and you grew up in Sunday school and it's kind of like we, 
you know, the girls sit with the girls, the guys sit with the guys. It's what you did in junior church. Boys on one side, you know, yelling at one side, and, you know, the girls had to beat them by yelling. It's just what we did. But, you know, that mm -hmm. just tends to carry over all the way into mm -hmm. college classes. We're still segregated. Mm -hmm. we, we, so, you know, it's not wrong to say hello. It's not wrong to no. have a group of friends go out, and it's a mixed group of friends. Um, you just have mm -hmm. a good time. I think that's that's important yep. and it helps you know just kind of break the ice and you know you never know sometimes those mm -hmm. opportunities do mm -hmm. create a, a spark and you do get a cup yes. out of it but don't be afraid to just hang out with people it's not bad to hang out with with guys and girls mm -hmm. together but yes. um i Definitely. would i guess i do want to touch a little bit on for those that are married because i know they have the best intentions they do and and <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's easy to give advice mm -hmm. when you know you, you're not facing that problem. You know, you are married. Uh, and I know that, you know, they, they mean well. We always mean well. Does not mean mm -hmm. it, it's well, but it, it means well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they say, well, God has somebody for you, or you will um, find somebody someday. And neither of those statements are really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say what did mean a lot, what does mean a lot to people who are single are, I'm praying for you, that yes. God will bring someone into your life. Yes, yes. And I think, would you like to go out for coffee? Yeah. Would you like to come over for a game time? Because I think sometimes when we get married, we forget yes. about those who are single. This is easy. Yes. It is really easy to forget what it was like to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so I would recommend don't, don't forget about your single friends. Yes. Reach out to them periodically and text them and say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Are you doing okay? How are things going? Um, mm -hmm. Notice little things like, hey, I, I saw you were doing this. How's that going for you? Is, is it going well? Or how did your job interview? Things like just notice the little things because as a single person, it does get lonely. You know, we're not yes. going to, we are saying that God is enough and he is. Yes. But we do not want to undermine the fact that it, 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 there are days when it's still lonely. You are oh, yeah. still by yourself. You, if you live yes. by yourself, you go home to an empty home. Yes. We are social beings. We need each other. We, we thrive on socializing with mm -hmm. others, uh, the encouragement of the brethren. And as a, as a married lady, it is easy to forget because you have a husband. You're preparing a meal. You're, you're taking care mm -hmm. of a household. You add kids to the mix. But, and I know that especially when you have children, it's not that easy to go out with a friend anymore, but you can always call them. You can always yes. text. You can take yes. that little time. And I know as a single person, that means a lot to me when my friends reach out to me and remember me and saying, hey, how are you doing? Um, so just be thoughtful of, mm -hmm. of that. And I think, you know, we were talking earlier about a lot of matchmaking even going on. Hey, if you, if you notice two people in your church or even I have another friend and she was matchmaked by her friend with a guy who was in the Coast Guard and mm -hmm. they were brought together uh, mm -hmm. that way. Um, so, you know, just saying, if you do notice a single person that could be a really good match for your friend, just sometimes people need a little help. And in a little yes, nudge, a little nudge. Notice, like, wow, I actually did not notice you. Um, so yes. you know, don't just be afraid to, to do that. Someone else. 
yeah, yeah. Some, just to know there's someone out there <laughs> that could be a potential spouse even if it's not the one it's still nice for them to know hey there's still some good guys out there you know there's still it's just that a little encouragement along the way really really helps yes and and i would say too because uh, of college specifically but just in any capacity that you're able to make good long you know lifelong friends um even if they are married it, that really encouraged me that i could still hang out with them i was still able to go to their house and just play games and i was able to do stuff i didn't feel as lonely i didn't feel as segregated because I was able to make friends with married people. So I would encourage you too, if you are single, make friends with married people, <laughs> you know, don't make it awkward, but, but, you know, try to reach out to not just single, but other people, you know, the kids too, uh, where if you really love kids, you know, work with kids and that kind of thing. It'll really, it'll help encourage you along the way that you're not just, you know, this little person over here and <laughs> everybody else is all over there and they're better than you type deal, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, I think sometimes even with the married people, it's like they, they all of a sudden move into this taboo group. But yes. you know, married people actually like to have fun too, surprisingly. Yes, they do. <laughs> In fact, sometimes the single person is the life of the party. <laughs> Their lives too. You never know how you can encourage them. You know, yes. just because married doesn't mean that they're, you know, socially full you know, it, they, they could need a really close friend who is not their husband or their wife or whoever. Well, you know, be careful with that, obviously, but especially, um, you know, the, the woman, obviously yes. make friends with them and yeah, you never know. And, you know, um, it, it's not that the married people have it all together. And, you know, sometimes I've heard married, uh, I've heard couples say, you know, we have some really good single friends that are so wise and they enrich our lives spiritually. So don't yeah. underestimate yourself. Well, I'm not married. What, what can I give? God's right. given to you just as much right. as he does to them. And you can be an yes. encouragement, maybe not in the marriage field, but you can encourage and say, I was reading yes. about this in the Bible and this encouraged my heart. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll bless you too. So there are so many things. It's why we're, you know, iron sharpens iron. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean, you know, married sharpens married, you know, it's, right. it, it's a broad realm. So um, yes. I would just encourage, you know, like, like that lady said, build those bridges. And I yes. think, you know, it's still a community event, even after you're married, you still <laughs> invite people over, you have groups mm -hmm. of people, because like you said, too, um, it doesn't always have to be a double date. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, your husband needs to be encouraged by a guy and you would like to go out with a girl and just have that time to just share your heart about things, you know, yes. and just talk about different things that are personable to women only. You need yes, to exactly. talk about, hey, I'm kind of going through this phase. Did you ever mm -hmm. face that? You know, it's just good sometimes mm -hmm. to have that friend that you can go with. Um, like even those, those uh, depressive thoughts, you know, go to a friend. Yes. We've all yes. been there, you know, and like I said, you know, the, the, the more secluded you are, you are setting yourself up for that. Satan loves isolation. Yes. Uh, yes he, he likes does. to pull you away from the group. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. That's the most dangerous place really to be. <laughs> it's trying to be an island to yourself. It doesn't work. <laughs> Just trust me. Because we were not created to be that way. I mean, no. we look in the Bible, God did not create us to be isolated because yes. for one, we will never be effective. We will never right. be able to pour out to yes. others if we're only ourselves. Yes. So. Cause that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to reach out, encourage others. We're to, we're to witness and um, help those, you know, who need to be saved and also to disciple. And that's our job really, honestly, it's not to be married. <laughs> it's that's the goal is to glorify and honor God. And those are the ways we can do it. You know? So yes. Yes. Yeah. So spend your life investing in others. You know, I think it's in Galatians where it says, you know, that to do good, especially to the household of faith, if you are living <laughs> to yourself, you cannot do good to somebody. 
you know, you need right. to be right. there and, and, and pour out to somebody. So I think those are a lot of, just a lot of good things. And I hope that um, people are encouraged, you know, singles, mm -hmm. especially, again, think of that with, with Ruth and Boaz. It's such a sweet thought. And, you know, mm -hmm. lately in the, in the last year, so I will share, we have a, you know, Julie and I were in a group text of about six girls. So when we started it, it was four single, two married. It has now officially mm -hmm. flipped. My best friend and I are the last in the group. So uh, obviously my best friend and I tend to text more because we've kind of lost the group somewhere along the way. No, I'm kidding. We still, we still text, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so, you know, it flipped. So in a year's time, everything changed. Mm -hmm. It really did a yeah. dramatic flip. Um, so yep. it's really interesting to, to see that. Um, and, and I've watched mm -hmm. it, this literally this past year, um, four or five couples God brought together mm -hmm. in, in just unique ways it, online, either somebody say, Hey, I know this guy from my church. I think he'd go really well with you and mm -hmm. um, going to a camp meeting. I mean, there's just been all kinds of unique ways that God has brought these people together and now they're, they're getting married. So mm -hmm. try to stay encouraged. Um, yes. but don't let it. And I think that's what it was. There was a really good statement from this guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was discouraged. He was like, I'm not getting married. He went to, uh, I think he was in college at this time. And he went to this, to his professor and he's like, rest with so-and-so. I just don't understand it. I have all my ducks in a row. I have everything together. And why <laughs> hasn't God, I really want to be married. And he finally uh -huh. told me, he said, David, what you've done is you have idolized marriage. That was good. I had never in my mm -hmm. life heard it said like that. And he was almost stunned. He's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. He says, you love it so much that it's coming before God, that this mm -hmm. has literally become mm -hmm. your idol. You want it. It was, that God. was, yes, that to was you. rich. Um, and I, yes. you know, I was going to put my foot out there. You know, if you don't like me, you can send me all the, the emails you don't. But um, Joshua Harris is not what he used to be. I will agree with that. He has definitely transformed into something else. But his books. He had good things to say. Good. I, honest, yes. to, be, to be perfectly honest, I have never met another book like his. I mm. really, really haven't, folks. Uh, I Kissed Dating Goodbye was phenomenal and that's where what i'm talking about is all coming from his book so he made some very valid statements so david finally realized you know what i i did that and again he focused on the lord and mm -hmm. god brought i think her name was courtney in later mm -hmm. met very randomly after college so i just want to encourage you guys just be be willing to wait and invest your life now please invest yes. your yes. life now do not let it go by and do do nothing yes enjoy life, make yes. sure you're spontaneous, do things you would, you know, you wouldn't be able to do if you had these responsibilities and no, don't shirk your job or those kind of things, but find ways and find little things you can do. It's often the little things in life. Everybody says that, but they really mean a lot. They, they really do. Um, yes. Just find those opportunities, do things you wouldn't be able to do, travel somewhere or go see something with a friend or, you know, just find those little things you can go, just go out for coffee because those really you know, that, that will really encourage you and that will help you to feel wanted, to feel loved, which is what we all want. Yes. You know, it, it will help to build up your spirits and, yes. you know, carry you through really. Yes. Yes. So I know that, um, we have gone a long time 
but I hope that, you know, it's encouraging. I, and I knew it was, and if you guys, you know, if you need to listen to it, maybe, maybe I'll listen to it in half and half, but please, you know, share this with people. We're not experts. We just shared our hearts. We shared our own struggles and what God did in our life. And each story is unique, but I really appreciate you coming on here, Julie, and sharing your heart and uh, your love for the Lord. And um, who knows, maybe we'll talk again uh, sometime soon, but thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me and letting me do this. Appreciate it. <laughs> so what about you? Where are you right now? Are you still waiting on the Lord but feel yourself growing impatient? Please don't, my friend. His timing is always perfect, even when we don't understand. I promise that if you talk to those who didn't wait, they would tell you they wish they had. Trust in God's timing and believe that he is good. He is always good. Choose to live your life for him today, to invest it in others. You will be surprised how focusing on others eliminates time to focus on yourself. For those of you who are in a relationship but are struggling with peace, can I encourage you to be strong enough to say no, to have the courage to say no like Julie did twice. I know that sometimes a relationship can feel like it's moving so fast it can be a little scary to jump off a train that's moving, but you will have only a bruise and they heal. Please have the courage to jump. It will be so much better than potentially crashing later and having to bear a scar the rest of your life. I promise that if you talk to those who have crashed, they wish they could turn back time and change their decision. Julie made the choice to trust in the Lord, even though many would say that her opportunities were narrowing. And God rewarded her courage, used the time to draw her to himself, and in his perfect time brought her and Charles together, who are almost ready to celebrate one whole year together. My desire is for everyone to have a story just like theirs. But know that if you don't, God is still good, and you are still precious in his sight. You are loved, you are treasured, and you are cherished by the one who made you. Please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to pray with you and encourage your heart in any way I can. If you're married and have a single friend who you believe would be blessed by this conversation, please share it with them. And remember that Julie's story can be found in the summer 2021 edition of Sit Still, My Daughter. You can also see what Charles looks like if you purchase the copy. So go to my website, sitstillmydaughter.com, and you can purchase your copy. Or if you want, you can purchase one and give it to your friend. I promise it will be an encouragement to them. And as always, I wish you a wonderful day, my friends. And I want to remind you to take the time to simply sit still so you can know God in a deeper, more intimate way. Thank you.